0: Welcome to the Trinity Reformed Church Podcast. How to Buy a Business, an interview with Ron Wicks from the Family Based Business Workshop.
1: Yes, sorry. I'll give you a chance to stretch your legs. You've been sitting for... Okay, so this is All my right. friend Ron Wicks. Ron and I uh, worked together uh, when he was uh, a consultant for the biotech company I worked for uh, for a couple of years. And um, and I don't remember when you told me this, your, the story about your business, but but it totally captured my imagination. Um, and, and the first two speakers we had um, are guys who started businesses kind of you know, from nothing, uh, built brand new businesses. Um, Ron took a different path and uh, it's a path that I think might actually be the most um, feasible, realistic path for most of the people in the room today if you're thinking about these kinds of things. Uh, Ron bought a business um, and so um, I want to talk about that. Uh, I'm sure you've got other stuff you want to talk about, but let's start with maybe let's, let's go way back before that. What was your You know upbringing and and kind of your your plan in terms of career how were you thinking about all that
0: when you were growing up um hi um glad to be here uh had we we were raised here in huntsville Um, my brother and i uh, we still have parents here in huntsville Um, i spent a lot of time being raised at my grandfather's farm Up in Hazel Green, and um, that's where I was free slave labor. uh, My brother and I, and um, (laughs) but it was great. It was uh, a lot of hard physical work, but um, we also sat under the tree and visited, and cut up, and had fun. And so, you know, it was all in all, it was a it was a wonderful experience. Um, My father um, worked out at the Arsenal. He was engineer. And um, uh, so I think he kind of wanted me to be an engineer, but Mm -hmm. I quickly figured out that stuff is way over my head. I couldn't do that. (laughs) So um, um, anyway, went to, um, went to school and got into um, a business curriculum. So um, graduated um, college uh, with, with a business degree. Didn't really know, at that point in time, I was not really thinking about owning a business, honestly. Sure. Um, And I just did the normal expected thing, just went and um, got a job. I went ahead and got an MBA degree, kind of thinking that's the thing you do. You know, you get educated, that's the thing you do, and you go get a job. And um, um, it was great, had a good career in the IT world, Um, ended up doing that for many, many years. Um, It's kind of like, kind of felt like it was being, um, connected to a fire hose every single day, but, yeah. uh, that's really, um, um, was the journey up until the real big moments where I discovered a huge passion to get into business for myself.
1: Okay. So how, how long up until that point, how long have you been in kind of the corporate
0: world and what were you doing mostly? Um, I had been in the corporate world for at least, I was in my, I was in my early thirties, I guess. So I had, you know, ever since college, um, so my first job was, um, working, supporting, uh, PCs, computers, you know? And so, um, but what I really did is communicated with the users and figured out what they needed. So that was, uh, it was more of a people thing. Um, and then I, um, got promoted along the way got into consulting um and then um actually was um got got recruited to help run a it company here in huntsville so i was doing all that stuff for up until my early 30s i guess somewhere in that neighborhood
1: so what 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 drove you to that point where you were like "I, i think i want to do my own thing
0: uh so that that's an interesting to me it's an interesting thing i think um so um it really had a lot to do with uh the front yard um so um i was like i said i was in corporate world had a great job uh family wife young daughter still have the same family uh wife uh older daughter now and um where that moment really became crystal clear. I was, I had great neighbors, one in particular, instead of doing yard work, we would sit outside and we would visit. Right. And I just loved it. It was a lot of fun visiting with this guy. He owned a business. right? And I'm like, man, I really admire that, you know? Yeah. And um, unfortunately he ended up getting a cancer. And as I was spending time with him and he was declining, I tell you, Larson, there was just this moment where I just got this overwhelming sense that before I leave this earth, hmm. I want to try my hand at owning a business. Hmm. Um, I, it had to be a God thing because hmm. it wasn't planted in me from my upbringing or my college or my family or my wife or any of that thing. It just, it just had to have been a God thing. Hmm.
1: So you had this, you had this kind of epiphany and you you didn't go out and start something or did you, did you try to start something?
0: No, I'm not smart enough. No, mm -mm, (laughs) no.
1: So, so how did you get the idea that, that maybe buying a business was a viable option? I don't think most of us would think of that.
0: I I mean, I was, it was very clear to me. I was not smart enough to start a, you know, what these guys did. This just wasn't me. And so I somehow another, and again, I think it was a God thing. It was just, uh, I discovered that there are uh, uh, basically business brokers out there. They're kind of like real estate agents. They're representing businesses that are for sale. There's a ton of businesses for sale out there. They don't. They don't put a for sale sign up because they don't want their customers to know that they're leaving or going out of business. So right. it's it's kind of a behind the scenes thing. So I I somehow discovered that, and um, so I started meeting with them, and I I just kind of laid out, you know, some basic criteria. Like I'd been in technology for all those years. I did not want to do technology. I wanted to do something with people. Hmm. I wanted to do something that had real products, and um, it had to be within about driving distance of Madison, Alabama. So we weren't really interested in leaving Madison. And um, so Broker showed me uh, several different businesses. So the the interesting thing is, um, it couldn't be a small tiny business because I had a wife and a young child and a livestock I hate to say it, but a lifestyle is like, you know, it, it couldn't be a tiny little business. On the other hand, it couldn't be this huge business that I couldn't figure out some way to finance. Right. And so I had to, you know, strive for something fairly good size, um, which is a whole nother story about how to finance that. But
1: yeah, well, so I, I, just to, just to stop there, I, I think whenever I think about buying a business, I think about venture capital and private equity and, and. These big sort of news, you know, news headline acquisitions that are, you know, tens or hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, you're you're saying there are businesses for sale that that aren't big enough to attract the attention of banks and private equity, um, or venture capital, but uh, but are actually profitable enough to support a family. And that's that's kind of the revelation you had
0: yeah that was that's true there there's so in my case um the 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 business was owned by a older family um, who had ran it for years and years and years and was just ready to retire Um, it generated enough revenue Mm -hmm. where um, what i did is i i went to the bank and we somehow and to this day i'm still kind of Wondering how all this really came to pass, but in any event, um, met with a banker. We went through the financials of the existing business, and um, the banker uh, figured out a way where I could uh, mortgage my house, okay, um, and take out a loan from the bank, okay, and that's what financed buying the company, okay, and the you know, did the owners do any f- owner financing? Mm-mm. Okay. Now there are a, there are a lot of those opportunities out there and you know so the the numbers just work to where um even with all of that um there was enough cash flow to pay all that stuff back yeah. and we did pay it back really really fast because the Lord blessed us and we grew and so we were able to pay it back really fast. Um but yeah, that's 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 how so we So you did
1: were it. you were totally agnostic to the industry. You just said no technology it's gotta be driving distance, and it's gotta be generating enough
0: profit for me to live on. Right, exactly. Okay. So it, it, I really wanted it to be non-technical. Yeah. You know, and I really had this notion in my mind that I wanted it to be something that um, our daughter could come into the business and just hang out, yeah. and she could understand it. I mean, she would come into my office when I was in the IT world, and it just probably looked like a mountain full of paperwork, you know, and she could sit at my conference room table and she could do whatever. But, you know, I really wanted something where even, even our daughter Hillary could really kind of feel like she could do something, Yeah. you know? And I, I just had this aspiration that, that, you know, I was hoping to find something like that. And so, so what um, did you find? What was it? Yeah. So it was probably, um, um, I had, I had never paid any attention to any of this. I didn't actually even know it existed. I guess intellectually, I kind of knew it existed, but I didn't know anything about it. So, um, anyway, it ended up being a, um, a store down in Birmingham and the, the owners had built this up and it was a store that sold uniforms. So here I was coming from, you know, this, big high-tech world and looking at this buying this company that where they sold uniforms like medical scrubs and restaurant wear and all that kind of stuff but the more i got into it and, you know you talk about uh somebody said hey you know how do you how do you really know what you're gonna like Oh, well, i didn't know i was gonna love this stuff i mean i ended up loving this right yeah but if you had said to me two years earlier Hey, would you love to do this? I don't know that it would have been on my radar screen, right? Yeah. So I got in there and um, um, became fascinated with it. It was it was a people oriented business. It was real products, um, and so um, I I actually did stuff like um, I would sit across the street in my truck and I would count the number of people that would go in and count the number of people that come out with a sack. Was it a little sack? Was it a big sack? Were they not buying stuff? Were they buying a lot of stuff, that kind of thing? And so just the more I got into it, the more I'm like, okay, A, I can understand this. Yeah. It's not technical. Uh, My daughter can come in here and play around. This would be great. And um, the numbers, you know, we ended up figuring out a way to make the numbers work. So um, that's the one I picked. So, uh, so this is a uniform company down in Birmingham, um,
1: and and you. So I loved what you said about you didn't know you were going to be passionate about it. Uh, I think I've heard Mike Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs say, uh, you know, don't don't follow your passion or do what you're passionate about. Bring your passion to whatever it is you're doing. And so it sounds like you you kind of had that that sort of approach. So um, so tell us what happened. So did it did you just right off into the sunset and, and and run the, are you still running this business or what, what, what ended up happening?
0: Um, so the beauty about buying a business is that um, on day one, when you close, the customers are still rolling in. I yeah. mean, they're coming in, they don't know any different. They don't, everything's great, you know? Yeah. And so they're, uh, so the first thing, you know, was don't, Upset the apple cart, right? Yeah, for sure. And and then, and this was kind of a fixer-upper situation, is kind of the way I describe it sometimes. Yeah. So spent some time, spent about a year working really hard and I would say making small incremental improvements, reorganizing things, you know, just basic things like that, right? And really building relationships with um customers yeah so um in the uniform business um started started really figuring out that hey there's bigger business in the um like the doctor's offices and the medical clinics and all that kind of stuff and down in birmingham you know um healthcare is a bigger bigger industry and so yeah just started building relationships with doctor's offices and medical clinics and started getting to know okay how do we How do we sell to these groups, which is Mm. different from selling to people who walk in, you know, to the store. Did you have a sales background? Not really. Okay. Mm -mm, No, I didn't have a retail background. Okay. So, um, but, um, so I am also proof that you don't have to know all this stuff ahead of time. Yeah. You know, and, um, um, so spending time getting to know those customers at the um at the small offices the clinics and all of that gave me the confidence to then kind of start building relationships with large hospitals because uab you know uh, all, all all the ones down there and so that was really what made the huge difference and it was amazing to me and i i tell people this story um because it was a, an amazing learning um, you know, situation for me. So you know, doing the typical thing, I would set up these meetings with the large hospitals and go in and ask them um, you know, what, what they like and what they don't like about their uniform program. And um, so generally speaking, what they would say is something like, yeah, we want the uniforms, but what we don't like about it is say, for example, in the cardiology department, we want cardiology department to be all red. And, right. but we end up with this hodgepodge of 15 different shades of red. So it's like, well, if you'll send the entire cardiology department to us, we will make sure that everybody is perfectly matched in red. So that was kind of the first little um, home run, if you will. Yeah. So um, they started sending them then, you know, to us and, but the really bigger one that made the big, huge breakthrough for us. And, and this is why, you know, I, I spent a lot of time telling people that you, you don't have to have all of this engineered. It's going to come yeah. to you. And I think that's right. God's hand. He sure he does. Um, I didn't have this on a business plan yeah. at all. And so but I um, enjoy I enjoy people. Um, and so I was walking around the hospital one day and started visiting with the um, volunteers at the front desk. And we were just chatting and talking and off on the corner of my eye, I see that, oh, there's this little section of books or jewelry. And to this day, I can't really remember what it was. And I asked them about it and they said, oh yeah, we'll let, we'll let people sell their stuff here as long as they don't make a donation to the volunteer group. And I'm like, okay, so will you let me sell our uniforms here? They're like, oh, yeah, if you make a donation, I'm like, sure. (laughs) So um, all of a sudden it was like, yeah, Yeah. it was like, okay, now I know exactly what color every single department at UAB wants. And so I could order that inventory and we could come on site with a lot of inventory because the risk was down low and we could sell like crazy. So what we ended up doing is that just morphed into being able to serve about I don't know, it was about 50 large hospitals across the south all the way over to Duke Medical Center and all of these ones we did the same thing. We'd find out and they were all different. Yeah. You know what Duke wanted and Vanderbilt wanted and everything else was different, but we knew the we knew the game. Yeah. You know? And so um we would load up trucks and we would go and set up three or four wireless checkouts and have a room, you know, as big as this or bigger and sell like crazy. It's amazing. I,
1: I I think, um, uh, there's, there's a, there's a couple of really wonderful things uh, about that I think are worth kind of diving into. One is knowing your customers, you know, just doing the diligence to spend time, you know, uh, with, with Jason's business, he is a builder. And so he knows their, frame of reference and what they're looking for and how they think about these these architectural things inside and out. And you're coming from a completely different background. So you you just going and sitting down with your customers, the the, the businesses they're buying your products is transformative. You you learned the language, you learned their problems, you learned how to how to speak their language. Um, the the other thing I love that you said was um, that you don't have to have this on the business plan. Uh, this is something I I talk about at our business all the time. I know that we're going to have a huge breakthrough at some point. I don't know what that is, but I'm gonna I'm gonna survive. I'm gonna do good business, be profitable until that day comes. And what a lot of what, the way that a lot of startups operate these days is you go in with a business plan, you raise insane amounts of money um, and you just throw everything into that plan and you just try to grow, grow, grow um, and hopefully fool somebody into into paying for it and buying it from you while you're going up um, uh, but but you know because of that so such a high percentage fails um, where Nassim Taleb you know anti-fragile all that stuff he, he, he just talks a lot about just survival like just survive, be there you know, everyone else is going to come and go, but you're still there. Uh, the third thing, uh, and, and, and someday the opportunity is going to come, right? That someday you're going to be in the right place with the right product and the ability to, 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 to deliver. And the third thing I wanted to, I wanted to mention, um, which keeps coming in and out of my brain, and I, I think I've lost it now. Um, um, oh, I was going to say that, that I think what Jason and, and Caleb did is the absolute most brutal uh, part of business it's it's the going from zero to to profitable bit that part is the bit that I think is glamorized um, uh, and, and is also most of us are terrified of for good reason it 's brutal you 've got to be kind of wired a certain way to be to be able to handle that kind of thing um, but the cool thing about what you did was. You didn't, I think what happens to a lot of people that are selling a business is they've been through that brutal effort and they get to a point to where they're making money and it's like, I just wanna chill, I just wanna stay here and like I'm finally taking a paycheck, I don't wanna do anything else, I don't wanna grow, I don't wanna innovate, I just wanna chill. Which is understandable when you've done all that work. You had the benefit of being an entrepreneur in an already profitable business so you 're coming in with fresh energy, fresh eyes, and you're wanting to make your mark on the business and and that 's why you were able to really kick it up a notch and and discover what you did any re- any responses to any of those comments?
0: I think that's true. you know looking back on it, it you know I, I tell people that it was a fixer upper business, and what I mean by that is that the the physical part of the business, the store yeah. the all that stuff was the fixer upper part the the con- the lack of a decent computer system was a fixer-upper part, right. you know, um, um, but it had good customers, you know, and you know you could just—it's just—it's just not rocket science that uh, the healthcare industry was going to continue to want that kind of product, you know. Yeah. So um, it—it it, kind of made sense. The, the The hardest thing for me really was um, my my. Uh, not my wife was awesome she was like super supportive yeah do it let's do it even though we're mortgaging our house and everything else you know yeah. and um, and but my parents were not so um, keen on the idea yeah because um, yeah, it is just I can't. I think it was just you know coming from a different perspective of working yeah. somewhere for your entire career and, you know, I, I, I had a good job, um, had all these responsibilities and it just seemed almost crazy to make that jump, you know, but yeah.
1: So I want to, I want to end the story and kind of tell people, let you tell us where this went. So you, you, you told us that, uh, bought this little thing, local uniform business started talking to customers, discovered some problems you could solve. That kind of blew up. You're serving 50 major hospitals around the Southwest. You've got trucks, you're doing these stores, these pop-up stores at all these places. Uh, What happened next? Where did did you go from there?
0: Um, So, yeah, so things were, Great. Um, good. Um, better than I ever imagined. Really. Um, we were taking care of employees. We were buying them furniture. We were taking care of them. Um, so that, that was great. And for a, a while there was, um, just this conversation from some, um, a company and from, from some folks that, um, wanted to buy the, the business. So, um, didn't really want to do it at first. And then there was just this other moment where um, I just felt like it was the right thing to do um, to be able to free up and be able to spend a lot more time with um, our family, our daughter, sure. and, and just um, gain that flexibility. Sure. So if I ended up selling, it created an enormous amount of flexibility in life. Sure. And so ended up deciding to, and um, it did. Um, so it created this situation where, so I uh, did that business for about five or six years, Okay, sold, and then um, it created this flexibility to do part-time work and spend a bunch of time with family. And, you know, that was really um, a huge blessing. Yeah. It was awesome. It's awesome. it the best thing we ever did.
1: That's very cool. <laughs> so do you, um, do you, uh, is this the kind of thing that, um, that you, like, like I, I guess the question is what, what do you want to do next? Like what's you, you you've kind of did that thing and, and exited. Are, are you hoping to continue to, uh, to consult or what, like what, what's, what's life look like today for you?
0: So, um, it's a great question. Um, I, again, two years ago, I probably never would have um, been able to see this what I'm in God has opened up, um, for me right now. Um, so I think all of this is just this huge journey. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping the journey's not ending. I, I, I don't want to retire. That's yeah. not on my radar screen. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, um, and I'm and I'm already starting to see. So one of the one of the huge benefit, can I step back one of the yeah. huge benefits of owning the business was being able to um, have my daughter jump in the truck. We would ride from Madison to Birmingham and spend time together. She would come in the store. It was stuff she could deal with, right? You know, yeah. I mean, she knew red and yellow. I mean, she could do that. You know, to, the employees obviously treated her well. We could go eat lunch. We just had a great time with that. So that that time was worth yeah. a ton. And but now, you know, if you said two years ago what would what would things be going on? I, you know, I was I was really only doing a little bit of consulting work, um, but I I got this uh, calling through a being involved in a small church plant um, to somehow get involved in mm. some sort of ministry, but obviously i'm not a speaker i don't want to be a, a pastor or anything like that but i felt like i really wanted to figure out some way to you know serve yeah. and so i um uh, had the opportunity to discover a two-year ministry leadership um college program so i spent um two years going through that recently graduated that and oh man that's been life-changing all kinds of opportunities have opened up. Um, and now I'm super excited. Um, can I talk about what I'm doing now? Yeah, please. All right. So now I really want to continue to, you know, um, um, in this vein, but I want to help other people go on this journey, right? So I think there's a lot of people who can go on this journey. This is not, you know, just for certain people, you know, um, there's a lot of people that could do, you know, what, Jason, Caleb, there's a lot of people that can do what I did, you know, is is an awful lot. And, and I don't want people to, you know, be afraid of it, uh, you know, you know, live, you know, with faith over fear, you know, and, and so, but get, but, but provide some training and education. Right. And so what we've put together is a, um, is a, is a program to actually teach people how to start up and run a business. Um, so it's a eight week program. It's a nonprofit. Um, there's no cost to it. Um, I've got a great group of, um, Christian business owners and leaders. Um, but it's not just the education. It's the, it's the weekly biblical mentoring along the way that we really focus on. And the real goal there is that if you, if you do go through it and you launch your business and you start hiring um, employees we're really building in this notion of um, business as ministry so you know the statistic we were we were talking earlier the statistics about employees are alarming so 70 80 percent of the of the employees are coming to work with a very big struggle yeah. right so there's a mission field right there It's great to support all kinds of missions, but that's a mission field right there. And so we're really focused on uh, not only helping them learn to um, learn how to start a business. And and we haven't even advertised and we've already got four or five guys enrolled. Um, Everything, it's all over the board, including a guy that's starting up a nonprofit. So I'm super excited about that just because I think a little bit of my experience can apply and I can encourage. And then we've got these other guys that have even different kinds of experiences. So yeah. all together, uh, it stitches together to, you know, be a, a, great group of Christian, um, business people who want to see other people explore yeah. the idea of starting a business yeah. and that is a platform to connect and reach people for the kingdom.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Ron, this has been great. Thank you, man, for for taking time to, to, to be a part of this.
0: Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more, check out our website at Trinity Reformed Kirk.com. That's Trinity Reformed kir